It's Black Friday and the kickoff of Feature Fridays on the Marketing Adventure Podcast. Welcome on into the room. Today I'm here with my very first guest who is no stranger to me. She is Brianna Lark, a fashion marketing educator and adjunct instructor at Skyline Career Development Center in Dallas, Texas. What's unique about Brianna being a teacher is that she was once my student in the very program she's teaching now. Her story is a true testimony of the influence of CTE programs and participation in a CTSO. After graduating from the fashion marketing program at Skyline, Brianna continued her education at Stephen F. Austin University to obtain her degree in fashion merchandising with a business minor. Over the last 10 plus years, she's flourished in her career in retail management and visual merchandising. As I began to plan my exit from teaching, I made a list of potential replacements. Brianna was number one on the list. After three years and several no's, Brianna finally accepted the role of fashion marketing educator. Now I'll let her tell you about that. Just as I knew she would, she hit the ground running and has brought so much energy, perspective, relatability, and tangible industry experience to the program and connects with the students in a real way. She has accomplished so much in her two and a half years of teaching. She's taken students to ICDC two years straight, awarded the Dallas ISD CTE Level Up Award, and her campus accolades is that she's gotten Teacher of the Month, she's been the Rookie Teacher of the Year, and she serves on many committees and is also a mentor on her campus. She also has been a campus counselor, a camp counselor for an accounting camp during the summer. Our conversation was so juicy and full of valuable insight that it's a two-part series. You ready? Come on into the room. You're listening to Marketing Adventure, the hub for business, fashion, marketing, and other CTE educators who integrate marketing into the learning experience. I'm your host, Jackie Walker. Each week, I'll cover marketing education concepts, strategies, tips, trends, frameworks, and other information to equip you to connect your classroom to digital natives while cultivating an engaged learning environment. So come on into the room where your favorite beverage, snacks, and even your cell phone are all welcome. So welcome to Marketing Adventure with Jackie Walker. Um, And we're going to get into an interview with our first guest of the show, Miss Brianna Lark. Uh, We have so much to talk about. I'll tell you just a little bit that Brianna is a former student of mine who is now um, teaching, but I'll let her tell you about herself. So Brianna, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I feel honored to be the first person. A little bit about myself. Um, I am, well, Skyline is my alma mater. So um, it's near and dear to my heart because it's where I spent my high school career. Um, And then after transitioning into the industry, I was able to uh, make a full 360 and end up with a teaching position at that school. So I have a lot of good things going on now. So tell us about your path that you traveled from the time you left Skyline until you made your return. 
Okay, so um, after I left Skyline, I went off to college and I went to Stephen F. Austin State University, um, where I studied um, fashion merchandising and general business. At the time, I didn't know it was going to be general business, but mm-hmm. um, I knew it was. A, it, I, I thought it would be business management, um, but I ended up finding out after talking to my um, advisor that I had enough hours to graduate in, in gen- and be in general business. Um, but I did four years at SFA. I was very involved on campus. Um, I was head stylist for an organization called Fashion Emotion, which pretty much raised awareness to the campus. So we did fashion shows around domestic violence, um, abuse, oppression. Um, so I led a team of probably 12 um, students on campus where we picked out the segments for the shows and I basically paired them up with models and we picked outfits for them. Um, I was a wardrobe stylist for the theater production. Um, I was pretty involved with a lot of things in the multicultural center. So like um, helping out with eco-friendly fashion shows and different things like that. We um, did a fashion show for Erica Baidu. Um, so I've did a lot of behind the scenes for fashion shows as a director and a stylist. Um, I create well founded the first plus size beauty pageant on campus. Um, oh, so wow. that was one of my biggest accomplishments. Awesome, um, awesome. So what did you do after school? Go ahead. After school, um, I graduated and I went moved back to Dallas actually. Um, I thought I was going to land this amazing role, um, but I was humbled, um, ended up working at Sears, actually. Um, they hired me, me and my mom were shopping and she was like, just give it a try. Um, and so I'm like, I got this bachelor's degree. Um, I went in for the job and I got hired seasonally. And so I ended up taking the job and of course killed it. Um, and so they ended up asking me to stay. And I asked to become a visual merchandiser. And so I had to prove my point to them that I could be a visual merchandiser, which was setting the the tables, um, doing planograms, setting mannequins and different things. And um, after about three months, um, they actually made me a lead. And so I ran the women's department, petite, fine jewelry and shoes. Um, so that was like my big debut. Um, and then after that, I did that for about two and a half years. Even after I moved to Houston, I transitioned to another Sears and I ran um, those departments plus men's and kids. So pretty much all of soft lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like my debut into just retail management. Um, worked at Sears for two and a half years and I was at Children's Place part-time. So I was getting a little bit of that specialty retail um, on top of the big box retail. Um, and then after leaving Sears, um, I got recruited by Forever 21. They found me on LinkedIn and um, I was living in Houston still. And so I ended up becoming a merchandising manager for them. And this was when Forever 21 was popping. Everybody was wearing Forever 21. <laughs> um, and so I ran the truck team there. And so mm-hmm. it was a little bit different from what I did because I just had a team of people where we set the floor. So we would come in early. We would do, it would take time to do that. You have to put the stickers on the mm-hmm. windows. If there's bubbles, if we have, they have visits just for visual merchandising. And so mm-hmm. re- heading a team where we got the freight to the floor, doing the floor sets, doing the mannequins and different things. Um, I ran the team there, left Forever 21. I went to G by Guest. Um, and I worked there, another specialty store, um, worked there for about a year as a co-manager. I ran the women's department there um, and then left from there a lot of retail and went mm-hmm. to Navy, um, where I got the opportunity to move back home to Dallas. 
Um, mm -hmm. Worked at Old Navy. I was actually um, a merchandising manager again, um, but this time it was for a team of 150. So mm -hmm. I was in charge of hiring, um, you know, terminations. I was, this gave, I was introduced to operations. Um, so I started to learn things operationally um, aside from visual, because you know, you give me a table and I can throw it, I can do you a wall, I can, I can, I can look at a picture and, and replicate it, you know. Um, but this was new to me and I was apprehensive at first. So I was like, I don't, I'm strictly art. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> but they were like, you'll never understand the the front end if you don't learn operations. So I learned yeah. about theft and loss prevention and customer service and all these different things. And um after Leaving Old Navy, I went off to Target. Target, I spent three years at Target as an ETL, executive team leader. Um, there was four of us. It was myself, a hard lines ETL, an HR ETL, and then um, back, back of house. Um, and so there I ran, it was by department. So I ran the women's, I ran the clothing department, the beauty department, and the tech department. So all specialty selling areas. Mm -hmm. And there was pretty much a delegating role. This was probably my biggest role thus far. Um, I ran a team of about 70, um, but I had four leads under me, two visual merchandisers under me. So this was me just, I'm planning, um, I'm holding them accountable. I'm training them on how to train the the team. Um, by far one of the best companies to work for. Um, they take care of their employees. Um, they pay well. I mean, cashiers are getting paid $17 an hour at Target. Um, and it's just all around a good culture there. Um, but there I learned everything you could think of in retail from running a tr a massive truck for a grocery store, a pharmacy. Uh, but most of all, I learned customer service there. Um, mm -hmm. You never say no to anybody at Target. So just mm -hmm. going through those situations. Um, and then I ended up doing that for three years. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was recruited <laughs> um, by my former teacher, which is yourself. Um, and so that at the time I was stressed with retail because like they say, it's the golden handcuffs. You know, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. they pay you amazing, but you don't have a life. You don't get mm -hmm. weekends off. You don't get holidays off. So I was mm -hmm. at a crossroad. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you have a lot of history behind you in retail. All awesome. So um, as you said, you were recruited into teaching. So what made you decide to take on a teaching role? Um, so crazy thing is I had a really rough day at work one day. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like, you get these visits at Target. And when they come in, it has to be spot on. It's like a walk with you, your leads, and your store manager, and the director, and they come and they nitpick everything, right? Looking at the paint, saying the mannequins were dirty. It was things that they had to make, and I just had a really rough day, and I remember just going home and crying, like not feeling like like mm -hmm. nothing is ever good enough. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just stressed. It, it's, it's one of those situations where you're, you don't have enough hours, but you got a double truck. You got people calling mm -hmm. out. You got this, you mm -hmm. got that. So I was, I was just stressed, and I remember just talking to God and just saying, I need a shift. Like I need a change. Mm -hmm. I can't keep doing this. And mm -hmm. you contacted me for like the third time <laughs> asking me to come. Cause you asked me a couple of times previous. And I said, mm -hmm. no, I said, the pay is not there. You know, I have mm -hmm. a certain lifestyle with these different things. And I'm, I was scared. I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And after you contacted me again and I said, no, and we got mm -hmm. the mix up to where 
I said no, but so Mr. Solo Gurren still reached out to me, which is the coordinator at Skyline. He mm. coincidentally, it was to Brianna's. He called me not knowing that um it was the wrong Brianna. And so I mm. remember driving to Houston and saying, God, you know, like I'm I asked for this and I'm fighting it. I'm fighting against mm-hmm. it. I don't want to leave. Like, why am I why do I want to stay here? And mm-hmm. so you had told me you get holiday, like all these different things, you know, you mm-hmm. was like. I'm leaving. I I trust you to take my spot. And just you believing in me more than I believed in myself, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing with you and our connection, you know, Mm -hmm. you just saying like, you can fill my place. And I'm thinking, no, I can't. You've been doing this for 15 years, you know? And so I remember saying, if he calls me back, then that's God telling me to Mm -hmm. do it. And he Mm -hmm. called me back and I just, it just went from there. Awesome. I'm so glad that you took the opportunity because I believe it's a perfect marriage of you know, your experience um, in high school, out in your career, and then bringing it back to the where it all began. Hey, adventurous educator. I just want to take a quick break to ask, is this your first time teaching fashion marketing or do you need a boost in your curriculum? Well, look no further. I have the ultimate fashion marketing class bundle. It's packed with four vibrant presentations, fun and engaging activities, quizzes, and four major projects for an immersive semester of fashion exploration. And it comes with the pacing guide for an 18-week semester. Additionally, each assignment has detailed student instructions and suggested pacing times so that you can tailor the time frame to fit your teaching schedule. For more information about this must-have bundle, Go to marketingadventure.com and search Ultimate Fashion Marketing Class Bundle or simply click the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. So tell me a little bit about the program that you are teaching. Sure. Um, So I teach at Skyline High School, which is one of the first magnet schools. Um, one of the best schools uh, in Dallas, one of the biggest schools. Um, and I teach in the fashion marketing program. Well, I teach the fashion in the fashion cluster. Um, and in the program, it's split into two sectors, which is fashion design, uh, which is a really cool four-year um, experience that the kids get. And then there's fashion marketing, which is the side that I teach. And in the realm of that, I teach, um, I'm an advisor for CTSO, which is DECA. Um, and then I'm also an instructor for Nifty, which is an entrepreneurship, um, curriculum. Um, I'm a dual, a dual credit instructor and adjunct for, um, El Centro. Yeah, that's pretty much most of the program as far as the um, organizations. Okay. So it's a four-year, um, fashion marketing program. It's pretty yeah. extensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Years. Um, their first year they'll take, um, both courses, right? So um, fashion design and fashion marketing. And then at the end of their freshman year, they'll decide which route they want to take. If they take um, the marketing route, um, they'll jump right into um, their dual credit courses where they're taking courses like color theory, um, intro to fashion, fashion um, advertising campaign. Um, and it just gives them that opportunity just to um, be in the industry and be by um industry partners um, and just have coursework that college students have right now. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds great. So with students, because we know uh, coming in as a freshman, for sure, 
that a lot of the classes that they're taking with you, um, the concept and the content is very new to them because they haven't had anything that's familiar to marketing or fashion. So how do you engage them? Yeah, yes. I think it's just sewing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing first is I'm all about experiences and making things relatable. And so I always have a group of, of upperclassmen, right, that they I've pretty much worked with and um, not polished, but just worked alongside them and they've experienced a lot and not just with it just being strictly um, instruction, but being outside of the classroom, being in the industry, going on field trips and doing these different things. And I put them around these leaders so that Mm -hmm. they can see, you know, Hey, if you're working hard and you're, you're focused and you're paying attention, you know, the work, work is there, but the experiences over here that you like, I get, you know, the opportunities that I get, it's not a normal cluster. It's not one that, or class, you know, it's, and that's the cool thing about Skyline. Um, mm-hmm. They put you in these um, habitats or environments where you don't have to stay in the classroom, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you're learning outside of the classroom. And I think when they see that, you know, it's like, okay, let me do what I got to do so I can get over there with them. Um, that's one of the ways I get their buy-in. Another way is just, um, setting expectations from day one, right? This is a cluster, you know, you, you applied to be here, um, and let's act like it, you know, that's how it was when I, I just, I think back to how it was with y'all, you know, I think back to how it was with you and Ms. Brooks and just, this is something that you apply for. This is something that you, you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So students who do struggle to like understand the concepts of say entrepreneurship, because there's a lot of new terminology, a lot of concepts, uh, they'd have an idea about a business plan or anything like that. How do you um, reach them or get them to level up as far as their knowledge and information? That's a good question. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I painted to them as it's practice for DECA. Mm-hmm. Um and again, they see those DECA girls, they see them with their blazers. And I love my leaders because <laughs> when I was there, I was like, I don't want to wear this blazer, but they will throw it on. And it's like, it's like a shield. It's like they're proud. And I'm, mm-hmm. it excites me that I've built these kids up to, to, to that point, because it's like, when you're a freshman, you keep hearing DECA, 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 but you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And so to them, we hype it up. And so I say it's practice. They have a pitch, you know. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing is Nifty, the curriculum is it's fun. It's fun. So if I'm introducing collab communication and collaboration, okay. We're going to have an activity where you're 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 you can't talk but you have to draw the picture. You got to be able to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um entrepreneurs don't have certain resources and sometimes they have to use what they have. So I'm going to give you a bucket of random stuff and you got to build me a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to go back and test it and 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 make make changes and and do surveys and get your target audience. So it's different things that Nifty does where it's every single class is hands on. It's maybe two mm-hmm. case studies and maybe a couple student reflections, but for the most part, the students are working with their hands. So they're excited to come to class. And even when I talk to some parents, they're like, you're the teacher where they built the bridge. Are you the teacher where they built the tower? Oh, okay. Right. okay. Or they built the backpack, you know? Mm-hmm. So I make it to where... It's fun. And even with the pitch deck, I say in order for you to go compete at the end of the year, you know, 
you got to act like the DECA students and you got to be mm-hmm. professional. And so I think to them, it's exciting for them. I, I haven't a student yet that doesn't doesn't like the entrepreneurship course, honestly. Uh, yeah, those experiential activities are key to engaging mm-hmm. the students. All right. So now as far as any challenges, because I know it's been, you know, Teachers face all kind of challenges uh, from students, from the admin, from parents. So let's let's start with the students. What kind of challenges do you run into with your um, classroom, and how do you you know navigate through those challenges? Okay, so for the most part, we don't really have many challenges as far as the students. Mm-hmm. except when it comes to the freshmen because how the program is set up you got 30 freshmen for an hour and 30 minutes and you're trying to teach them about entrepreneurship and they have this middle school mentality and I sometimes I forget it because I'm so used to my sophomores and up and they're so poised and they 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 know you know and mm-hmm. so these kids it doesn't matter how many I can say any I can say we write vocabulary a hundred times and they still gonna be giggling and laughing it's just their mentality so that part is challenging trying to figure trying to navigate through that because it's always a handful of kids in the freshman class and this is my third year I always have a Mm -hmm. handful that just can't stop talking can't stop you Mm -hmm. know so that's challenging in a sense but I try to keep those kids busy hey you collect the right to learn you know hey you Mm -hmm. go ahead and get everybody binder so I can grade them and pass it back you know and try to keep them going Mm -hmm. or when I'm doing lessons I'm calling on them to get them to participate or praising them when they're doing right because I feel like those are the kids that want the attention the most Mm -hmm. um but the upperclassmen other than them being lazy and I have to give them a pep talk every now and again no challenges there none at all Awesome, awesome. Sounds like you're doing a great job. Yeah. All right. What about um, with the admin or just like with the expectations of the teachers from the 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 admins or you know the district or whoever? Yeah. So luckily enough, I have an amazing support system in my school. Like, it doesn't matter what we need. My girls are covered. Teachers are running to us to help us. The principal, we have a new principal. My last principal, she was amazing. She supported us to the end, not even just DECA stuff, but fashion in general. And so even the principal is now. Um, But I've run into a lot of unfortunate situations with, and it might sound weird, but the field trip side of things. Mm-hmm. the paperwork that's been my mm-hmm. biggest headache like <laughs> my first year post-covid you know you mm-hmm. you weren't there anymore and mm-hmm. I asked you enough questions to the point where it started getting to the point where he was like well they weren't doing that's just started you know or mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. things like that so I was at a point where it was like Brie you gotta figure it out you know right. you it's not going to get done if you don't figure it out. And it was at Mm. a point where everything was new. So even the people at my school, assistant principals, when I found out I was training them or they were Mm. sending people to me. So I'm just that type of person like you, where I just go until I find the answer that I need. And you taught me that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm climbing up the chain with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm holding you accountable. I'm circling back, you know? And it just, I couldn't procrastinate. And so the biggest, my biggest frustration, I've cried to my friends about it's frustrating because as much as you want to do for these kids, there's no, the funding is minimal. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, I had $300 in an account to do activities. And these kids Mm -hmm. need thousands of dollars 
to for one day to compete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm winning these competitions and 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 we're going places, but it's costing. And so it 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 just sucks because I'm like as a as coming into this industry, I'm thinking there's ca- accounts places. All I got to do is this, you know. And so it's like on top of people not knowing how to do stuff because it's new. On top of me being new and people being in new positions, like a new principal, um, she's learning things too. Um, it's frustrating, even when you mm-hmm. call up to them and the people at the main building asking for different things um they don't know the answer sometimes so they're having to find the answer that's the most frustrating part not even just necessarily my admin at my school not my admin Mm -hmm. i haven't had yet a problem thank you jesus but Mm -hmm. just the logistics of a field trip like the paperwork Mm -hmm. behind it i've had to come out of pocket you know it's just Mm -hmm. that and then of course the dual credit Mm-hmm. communication and and I struggled it was a challenge in the beginning with the dual credit but um mm-hmm. the biggest part is that my challenge is, is field trips right and and a lot of people don't understand that teaching is not just teaching no. it's navigating through all no. the things behind the scenes <laughs> and, and those can be the most it's not right and you got to edit it again and you get and I tell my right. students like this is a job in itself mm-hmm. a job mm-hmm. in itself Right, but right. Students, yes. okay. Parents, even okay. Mm-hmm. Parents are good. It's just that logistics of them, that paperwork, and all. It, even just trying to get a fundraiser, you right. gotta go through. You gotta get it approved by the BOC committee. It gotta go through the principal and then get. You know, it's weeks before. Mm-hmm. So it's approved. Yeah. yeah. Order something or work with people, partners. They gotta be approved through the district. I think those are the most challenging for trying to navigate. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. can we raise money or, you know, even having to get a fundraiser approved before you can even do it? Right, right. So, yeah. yeah, those are the biggest challenges. That That's the heavy lifting that I think we have to do as teachers, especially when you're uh, running a program, advisor or sponsor for a CTSO. Oh, my gosh. So much good stuff. I did not want to pause here, but we talked for over an hour This conversation has been so insightful and what I believe every teacher needs to hear. You can hear from Brianna the impact marketing education and CTSO participation has had on her and her peers. It's so awesome to hear how she's imparting her knowledge and experiences to her students. So come back next Friday to continue this conversation with us. Brianna will share more in-depth information about DECA, the fashion program, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Marketing Adventure. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode with someone you think would benefit from the information shared here today. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, find me on Instagram at Marketing Adventure. All links and resources discussed in this episode can be found in the show notes at marketingadventure.com.